Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pay to Play podcast. I'm Frank Guyve, and I'm joined here with a partner in crime, my PIC, James Zajakowski. Zajo, how's it going? We're doing good. Episode 36 here, Frank. We're recording on Tuesday, November 20th. Uh, things are good. Can't argue at the moment. I, well, actually, who, who am I kidding? You, I, there's, did you there's say Tuesday, to bitch Tuesday about. or Wednesday? Oh fuck! It is Wednesday. Shit. It's Wednesday. All right, well, uh, well uh, let's right. just get let's get right into this, James. Um, we fun fact for the fans is uh, the malice at the palace happened 15 years ago Tuesday, uh, not Wednesday. Um, we were going to record on Tuesday, but we pushed it back a day because I was busy. But the malice at the palace—that's the fun fact. Uh, big Ron Artest uh, getting in a fight with Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. Uh, just, I mean, crazy stuff. Then getting in a fight with fans. Uh, what anything that you remember about that 15 years ago? I, I, I remember it being in the news, but nothing. I was a little young. I was just going to say it's very applicable at this time of year, right after the Brown Steelers escapade last weekend. And, and we'll yes, get into ex- that further in the episode, but let's, yeah. let's stick on this for a little bit uh, beforehand. Yeah, Ron Artest, I mean, then changed his name like several years later. Everyone kind of forgot about him being involved <laughs> in that. Meta World Peace, all of a sudden he's peaceful after the fact. Um, but, I mean, Pistons were defending champs at that point. So, like, they were coming off a year where they were just, I mean, literally, you remember some of those Pistons teams. They were fantastic. Uh, yeah. Wall, one through five. Also a huge one part through of five them. Hall of Famers almost. Yeah, so this game was called with 45 seconds left. They never finished this game officially. Pacers won by 15. Uh, so, they big win on the road for them. You know who one of the head referees in that game was? I didn't remember this offhand. Yeah. But Donahue. Tim Donahue. Yeah. Donahue. Yeah, he uh, was – uh, Whatever. He's the but, guy that so, got in the gambling scandal with uh, basically uh, betting on games and having his buddies bet on games that he would be refing. They're making yeah, a movie. So, they're making a movie about him. That will be one I will watch. That will yeah, be a lot of fun to like see. It's like the mafia is involved. The FBI gets involved. I guess it's going to be a pretty decent movie. Um, he went to jail. He's out now. He was just on uh, part of my take this week. Uh, <laughs> wow. Because, so, because it was the 15 year anniversary. But yeah, let's just walk in. One uh, second. One second, right before you walk in, Frank. Nine players suspended, a total of 146 games, uh, $11 million <laughs> in salary that were thrown out the window from that fight. Five oh. fans facing criminal charges as well and were banned from ever attending a Pistons game again. Uh, wow. So that's, those are the stats I just wanted to throw at you. Jermaine um, O'Neal did not get attempted murder for that punch because he slipped it. He slipped. <laughs> he slipped, dude. He would have actually murdered a guy, I think. Who's he? Uh, I think Steven Jackson kind of just, like, ran in and punched a dude. Like, kind of, <laughs> like, slip and slide, like, punched a dude, too. Um, I mean, it was yeah, awesome. Ben Wallace started it, I think. He got pushed in the back on, like, a layup dunk. It wasn't – I mean, it wasn't clean by any means, but then he just – then it just really escalated. I think a fan threw a cup, and then Ron Artest just went – I don't know. Crazy fight. Go watch it again, guys. Always fun. And it brings us into uh, another kind of heinous moment in sports, uh, this time in football. Uh, and it was with the Browns on Thursday night. Uh, great game for the Cleveland. You know, sloppy, back and forth. Get done. But uh, our best defense player, Miles Garrett, everyone knows what happened. Uh, just takes Mason Rudolph's helmet off and bangs it over his head. Um, Basically attempted attempted murder. Some people would say. I don't know, James. What what did you what do you think? What do you think yeah, about the no, whole you, Miles situation? He's currently under I, appeal I mean, as of Wednesday. Yeah, you've you've heard all the sides of the story. You got some people saying never let him take an NFL snap again. 
You got other That's... people saying, oh, you know what? Rudolph started it all. It's his fault, whatever. No, both people are at fault. Like anything other than that, you're dumb. Okay. Both people are at fault. And for Garrett to take it to the level he did over the top. And yes, he does deserve a more severe punishment than I think anyone else, just because he did not handle his temper uh, well at all. But to say he should never play in the NFL again, a little his appeal will um, kind of pull at that because uh, who was it? Alfonso Smith or something like that swung his helmet at incognito a couple of years, I think 2013 got three games or something like that. It was two preseason and one regular season, which is only one one game check. So there is, um, there's precedence for something like this. And then Hainsworth stepping on a guy's head with no helmet on those five games. I think it should be about four or five games, but indefinitely stupid. And that's what Garrett was trying to say. So I think we might see some reduction a little bit. He's not a bad dude. I always think back to a tweet I saw about him that he was like listening to gypsy by Fleetwood Mac in, in pregame or something like that. And like dancing to it, not like in the locker room or something like that. I just remember some reporter tweeting that I think that guy couldn't hurt a fly, but then you can see him go out and do something like that. And you, you do get sick to your stomach a little bit, but, um, I think, you know, given the fact that what could have happened didn't happen, he's not, Mason Rudolph's not dead or bleeding from the head. Um, okay, I think just put that behind you and move forward. I, I think the NFL should, but and Garrett should serve his time, but to be indefinite is a little bit overkill. Juju and that other receiver might be dead, and the one dude was bleeding from the ears, I think. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. I know yeah, you said Mason Rudolph was it. Mason, I mean – I'm impressed. Like Rudolph was, he came off that disgusting concussion this year, and that thing just didn't affect him. That helmet. No, well, he, wasn't he, even, he wasn't even rattled. Then he got pushed by Ogunjobi, who's going to have to sit a game as well. Pouncey got yeah. three games for then kicking Miles and punching him. Um, probably warranted for what Miles did. Um, yeah, I think I, yeah. I, I'm here for it. You know, it's a, if, if it wasn't Brown Steelers, I'd say it's bad football. But let's get that rivalry going. We got them again now in like what ten days from now. Um, yeah. after, after we work the Dolphins this weekend, and we're going to be right there in the AFC play, playoff race with them. So it's going to be a huge game. We're going to go into Steeler country and hopefully steal one and, and out physical. I'll be more physical than them again. That's what I out want physical. Um, out physical. Um, that's all you could ask for out of a team is out physical. Um, out um, them. No, I am. I am pumped up. Like first win over the Steelers since 2014, and to get to go right back at them, you get Rudolph with a little. Uh, um, his blood's hot. Let's put it that way. Like he can't wait to get back out there. I can't wait for him to get back out there either. I'm thinking four yeah, more picks. Don't, hashtag don't suspend. Why? Why are people wanting him suspended from games? He was so bad. He threw four interceptions, and two of them were to Schobert. Schobert hasn't been able to cover anyone this year. I feel like. Yeah, that's true. And well, you say the concussion didn't affect him earlier this season, or it wasn't a concussion, whatever. But that whole thing didn't affect him. I don't know. I think his play's gotten gradually worse. I think um, I think they then. need to bring in the the duck calling champion Devlin Duck Hodges, but just Hodges, my, yeah, yeah, just my 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 thoughts there. But um, let's let's keep going on and let's just you know what let's just roll it into buy or sell, James. Um, sure, we're gonna do this beginning of the episode and we're gonna talk about a guy who uh, was in the news this week for having a big workout, Colin Kaepernick. You think you think he plays on an NFL team again? Buy or sell? You buying that or selling? Uh, I'm selling it. I mean they. I, I'm selling it. I love this whole news story about, oh, we're going to handcraft a workout for you. We're not telling you the receivers that are going to be there, but, oh, you'll have some. We got Hugh Jackson, quarterback guru, leading it. Unbelievable stuff. Falcons offer up their facility. 
oh, wait, the day before you don't want to sign the contract and now we're moving it. Like, I don't know if they said it was like 40 minutes away or something like that. But there's something like 20 plus teams that were going to attend. And then only eight teams showed up because they couldn't like change their plans that quickly. Wild stuff. Like if they're literally going to have something handcrafted for you and you're not going to be willing to sign it to um, go through with it. And then I can't help you, and nor can any of those NFL teams. I will take an undrafted rookie any day of the week over someone on the wrong side of 30 and just being a bitch to the media. That's me. I, I called him a bitch. You, you, got, you heard that right. I do think he is talented than some people, but it's not worth the baggage. I've stood by that for a little while. I think he, he'd be a serviceable backup on some teams. And after what I saw to Kyle Allen this week in Carolina, I'm not convinced he's, he's worse than him either. So I – I believe me. I do think he's got enough. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh, did you see his stats his last year?" Yeah, they were shitty. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's good. I'm just saying he's not horrible. Um, uh, the one tweet I love seeing, like they showed a 50 yard pass from him, and someone's like, "Oh yeah, Brett Brett Favre throws that shit in his Wranglers." Unbelievable stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, I just I, I sell it because of the baggage. I think he wants. I agree with you. He could easily play on a team. Like, he's definitely talented enough. He's a pretty good runner, not just thrower. And he's, like, he's huge. He's a big dude um, compared to some of the small quarterbacks in the league. Um, so he definitely could play. But, yeah, there's just, like, the only team that would want him, I think, would be one of, like, the most irrelevant teams that doesn't get brought up maybe in the news. Mm-hmm. They could just, like, if they want to be, you know, talked about more on the national stage, just, yeah, sign Kaepernick. And then and then you're, like, headlines for the next month until the playoffs. <laughs> True. But, uh, yeah. Another thing, right, I, next, yeah, I, saw, I saw Kaepernick in the news, and then so uh, it reminded me of a Billy Manziel, Johnny Manziel. Uh, I want to see what he's mm-hmm. up to. It says he's serving as a spokesperson for direct auto insurance right now. Yeah. But I, I guess on his Instagram, he's been working out again. So you, th- you think he could ever get back into football? Um, the XFL starting next year, any chance you think you could see him there in the NFL someday again? Uh, I'll sell the NFL maybe by the XFL, but I think I'm going to buy him more as a spokesperson for direct auto insurance. I, uh, just went through the car insurance process, uh, you know, this past week actually. And I would have loved to like been talking with Manziel over the phone than some of these idiots that are trying to sell me shit. So that would have been, I think that would have been fun. I, I think he could do a good job of that. I, I do think he, if he wants to get his life turned around, I think he's got to throw on a sweater for a little bit. Do the dirty work, but maybe I'll see him in the XFL someday. I, I like know. it. I like that take. All righty. Let's, let's move on. What's next? All right. So a little political here, Frank. Again, we're not a political podcast, but buy or sell Hillary Clinton putting her name in the hat for the Democratic race. Oh, man. I kind of want to buy it. I, th- I think Clinton might be getting in the race. Um, she told an interviewer Tuesday, I never say never to anything when asked if she would, she would join this 2020 race. Um, she said she's under enormous pressure, James, for many, many, many people to think about running. I, I'm thinking she might hold off to 2024, but I'm buying that Hillary Clinton's going to run for – would this be her third time running? I believe so. Yeah, I, I think you're correct. If she ran again? Yeah, she, she, third time's a charm, right? She's got to give it three tries. Or three yeah. strikes are out. Yeah, it's one or the other. This will so, be her last yeah. round so whenever she, she does, does do it. Yeah. I think um, yeah, I don't think she'll – She's a little late to the game, I think, for this for this 2021. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think she's going to for 2020. I think there's some people who are putting enormous pressure on her. I think there's some other people that are gonna, would apply some enormous pressure <laughs> if she was serious about it and just say no. 
Yeah. That'd be like a guaranteed L. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll say that's, a, I think, sell heavy start of this episode, um, start of this segment, actually. Um, but we got another one coming up here, Frank. What is um, it? We're talking jersey combinations here. And so you have to buy one, you have to sell one. Teams that wear a different jersey combo almost every game, so think like the Oregon Ducks, or think about teams that keep it classic like almost always. Like think New York Yankees or Boston Red Sox. Or So you have to buy one or sell one. Like creativity, they're throwing out alternates all the time, or you like when people keep it classic. Uh, personally, I'm a, I like the keep it classic look. I do. I, I think there's some tradition, some history in that, um, and I would have to sell – the uh, over creativity. Um, yeah, I think I'm there for that. I mean, I, I think like every team that keeps a classic should have a game or two uh, where they, they mix it up a little bit. I'd like to just like Ohio state football. They always do. They'll either do like a black game or like a dark gray uniform sometimes just mm-hmm. something to keep, keep the kids guessing, you know, have some fun with it. Um, I'd like to see an all scarlet uniform sometime. Now that I'm thinking about it. It'd be mm, a cool, little, cool little color rush. Uh, if anyone's yeah, listening, that has nice. any pull there. But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'd prefer teams that are classic rather than like Oregon, who doesn't have like a one uniform. Especially if you're a fan, like what do you buy? Like I guess they have a base uniform, but it seems like they never wear it. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't think they ever do. It's, I mean, yeah. it is cool. Don't get me wrong. Like some of the designs and concepts are sweet, but I just think like yeah, it keeps me on my toes. Like, what if I'm going to the game? I want to match what the players are wearing. You just don't know. Yeah. All right, James, final one, um, and it, it leads us into our last 1v1 bet as well. Is uh, We've talked about it on the show before. Our 1v1 bet was the loser had to try the Beyond Meat Burger and then uh, write a little review. And it, the bet was Bears-Rams, six and a half. I took the Rams. You took the Bears. Rams won 17-7. I'm now 7-3 and three in 1v1 bets with you. That's, that's getting a little lopsided. But now you are going to actually have a bite of this Whopper People can probably hear you unwrapping it, um, and you're going to have a bite of this Whop. It's a Whopper, Beyond Meat Whopper. Uh, let's let's try it. Let's see what you think. Yeah, they call it the Impossible Whopper. So there's two routes I could have gone here. I could have gone to the store and bought my own Beyond Meat, but I figured, you know why? Let's let's let have let BK. Let's have it your way, and my way is the Impossible Whopper. Thank you, Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky. The only thing I've taken off, I'm not a pickle guy, so I okay. I. Uh, I move that to the side, at least for the first bite. If you want me to do one with it, too, I no, will. No, but... you're good. I, you can take your pickles off. I'm not going like, to haze you. you. I'm not going to haze you or anything. I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy. You just have to eat fake meat when you lose. I heard you can't tell the difference. That's what the commercials are saying with construction workers. All right, I'm chewing right now. Yeah, we hear you. <laughs> not, not horrible, but, like, seriously, like, really just – I don't know. Let me do one more. I, I'm not going to do one of those one bite. Everyone knows the rules. I really, I don't have a vibe. You on need, this yeah. I think you need two bites. I think that's just uh, Dave Portnoy just trying to be cocky, mm-hmm. and he never takes one bite. I guess that's. I guess there's irony in that. What do you think? Oh, second bite, much worse. Like, oh wow, wow. Yeah, you're you're selling. You're selling. Uh, yeah, a uh, hard sell. No, uh, if I never have... Uh, <laughs> almost, I'm almost choking a little bit. That was gross. Uh, and I guess here for, here for reference, I had a really good burger last night. Real meat and everything. And tonight, to go to this, is just wow. Really hurts the heart. 
also hard sell because it was eight dollars and forty three cents to get this burger. I don't even wow. want to call it a burger. That fries and a drink, eight dollars forty three cents. You wonder why no one's going to Burger King for this shit. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. Wow. wow, folks. That's why McDonald's is holding off on the fake meat, maybe. You heard it here first. I'll, I have a full review uh, right up coming. You'll see it on Twitter tomorrow. Yeah. Boy, Alrighty. is that just never want to do that again. All righty. What's, uh, what's our new 1v1 bet then this week? We'll, we'll move right into that second. We have a couple, actually. We got a couple because we're not going to do an episode next week for Thanksgiving. We're going to celebrate the holidays with our friends and family. You guys won't be hearing us. You don't want to listen to a pod while you're – while you're eating some turkey, some you know, of you might be some, some, of, some of them might be friends and family, so we could be spending it with them. We might be spending it with you guys. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so we got two games on tap. One of them being Thursday nights. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it'll be tonight. New Mexico versus New Mexico State, a little underrated rivalry in the world of college basketball. Um, and so we don't know the spread on that one yet, but that's going to be a shot bet, uh, and we will take that out on each other next week. Uh, when we're both in Cleveland. And so yeah. a loser will be buying a shot for himself, and the other will get to choose whether or not they want one. So depending on what course of the night not or day. You buy shots for both people, for sure. Yeah, okay, fine. The winner gets to pick the shot of the loser and his own shot. How about that? That's fair. Yeah, that's so that's like We good. don't have to order the same shot. Okay, so we will uh, guaranteed be on opposite sides of this game. Yeah, we don't New- like the spread given. We'll have to negotiate, but you guys will see that on Twitter. Yeah, New Mexico, New Mexico State. It's a hot rivalry right now because uh, Paul Weir left New Mexico State in 2017, their head coach, and he took the head coaching job at New Mexico. Um, pretty crazy stuff. And uh, both teams are actually pretty good. The Aggies have been one of the best mid-majors in the country and have beaten Weir now uh, five straight times over or, – They've beaten Weir each time that he's been at New Mexico, uh, except New Mexico has a, a familiar name to us, Jaquan Lyle transfer, and then a couple other uh, Power 5 transfers that maybe can change the tide of this. So, um, man, I, I don't know. I kind of like I, – I, I was never impressed with Jaquan Lyle. So, No one was. No one so, was in Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I guess we'll move on to the next – but and that's because, guys, next week is not just Thanksgiving. It is Slapsgiving. Uh, we had to push on our last slap bet, so we have to do a bet. Um, and we have Bears at Lions noon on Thursday. We don't know what the spread is, but uh, James is going to probably take the Bears, and I'm probably going to take the Lions. Yeah, it's unfortunate that the Bears lost me this last bet, and I'm going right back on them. But, hey, can't go to the well too often with uh, good old NFC North football. Uh, so I'm excited for that one. That's the first kickoff on Thanksgiving. It'll quickly turn into Slapsgiving. Like Frank said, the last slap bet between us pushed. Uh, and then friend of the pod, Carl, Carl Staggy, uh, did win a slap bet against Mike Walsh, but uh, the slap was not worthy of a post Instagram. So unfortunately, you guys missed out on that one. can guarantee you this one will be worthy of a post Instagram, Bears-Lions. Uh, Frank and I are looking forward to it. Um, going to be a lot of fun. Um, what was I going to say? Is it going to be a battle of backups? Driscoll versus uh, Chase Daniel? What, what's going on? Uh, there's no word on Trubisky just yet. I hope it's not because Chase Daniel blows. Yeah, Driscoll looks all right. They, he, he's proven enough to be a backup for the next five years at least. Hmm. What Kyle Allen did at the beginning of the season proved to be a backup for like 10 years at least, if not a starter. Oh, yeah. And now he just totally went back on that. Yeah, he'll be around. What what do we have next? 
Um, do we want to get into our interview or do we want to uh, wrap up some more betting talk? We can do one or the other. Uh, let's, let's wrap up some betting talk real quick. All right. We'll, get, we'll so, get into our big interview. We're doing a player. fan gamble giveaway. Maybe not this weekend. Maybe the weekend after. I don't know yet. We'll uh, play that we one year. I thought we weren't doing them anymore. I thought we were going to do. Uh, you know, we're doing one. All right. I, I said it. I got to pay up on one more. We'll do one. Um, not this weekend, but the following weekend. Um, so we'll do a Black Friday. Black Friday uh, style. We'll go fan Ooh. gamble giveaway. Ooh, okay. um, so we'll do that. And then we do have something we're going to do the 25 days of Pickmas. So that'll be running throughout December uh, through our Instagram. We're going to expand from Twitter to Instagram a little bit. Um, and so we're going to have one pick every day for 25 days. And you have to answer at least 13 times to enter yourself in. And then the highest percentage of uh, picks that are correct, uh, we'll get a $50 prize for Christmas. So that should be a lot of fun for one lucky fan of the pod. 20, 25 days of Pickmas? What a name. Yeah, who would have thought of that? Probably wow, not me. I'm not that creative. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. That's pretty sweet. All righty. Um, I think with that, James, we, we should move into the interview. All right, let's rock and roll. Um, yeah. So without uh, any further ado, Frank, it's one of our former roommates. And you might, you might be wondering who that could be. We've had a couple in our day. Um, I mean, yeah, I you want to introduce him? He might be leading Ohio State in touchdown per, touchdowns per catches this season. Um, and that's Jake. Oh, wow. That's tight end Jake Hausman. I, I I can't fact check that, but Hausman with two receptions on the season and a big one last weekend um, from his buddy Chugs. Uh, big touchdown for Hausman. So um, we're gonna get him on talk about the Penn State game here. Talk about uh, his career at Ohio State, and it, we're we're excited to talk to him. So without further ado, here's House. <laughs> All right, and at this time, I'd like to welcome in, like you said, Frank, our former roommate, Jake Hausman, uh, with a huge touchdown catch this past weekend at Rutgers. And Jake, uh, pleasure to have you on the Pay to Play podcast. You know, you've been found big fans of yours, friends of yours, you name it. Uh, we're glad you were able to join us uh, before a big week at Penn State, or actually Penn State comes to Columbus. What the heck am I talking about? But good, good to have you on. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, man. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh, you know, I could, I'm good. James, how are you doing? You're... I'm, a, I'm okay. You know, there's times when I wish I was in Columbus. So you're like this. It's tough to be down in the South and listen yeah, to people talk fun. about dumb shit. Campus is buzzing after every game. So it's been a lot of fun just, you know, being ranked as high as we are. Yeah. Making big plays, being in on the goal line package a lot. Um, they call like, they call that the house package. It is actually called the house package, correct? Let's go. <laughs> Love oh, it. I wish. That'd be sweet. <laughs> All right, James, what's our first question? What's our yeah, first so question? We'll, we'll talk just a little bit about that uh, touchdown reception last week at Rutgers uh, from your buddy, Chris Chuganov. Uh, Chugs, as some people like to call him. And coming in the second half like that, uh, how did it feel crossing the goal line, making that catch? Had to be pretty cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And- we were actually joking about it after me and Chugs. He told me before the game, you know, kind of just jokingly, but I guess it kind of turned Worked true. He just, yeah, he just said, hey, I'm going to find you in the end zone. So, I mean, it was a perfect play call because I'm the first read in that. So, you know, okay. perfect ball to me. 
right in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, we know he has that accuracy. We we played uh, what's that game called, James? With the can jam, can jam, can jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah remember? Yeah, dude, remember we were playing with you, House, and he was on your team and he sunk it. Yeah, I mean, he's, he called he's, it. He's from the shore, so like they would just, I guess, play that like every weekend. <laughs> can jam. <laughs> Just go out to the beach and toss a frisbee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, his arms looking good as a nice solid backup uh, for Fields, obviously. But um, you know, how take us through your whole Ohio State re- career, even that recruiting process. What led you to Ohio State? Um, you know, you're a Cincinnati product from Cincinnati Molar, and how have you enjoyed, you know, the, the last three and a half years with the team? Yeah. So in high school, um, it's pretty much between Notre Dame and here, and there was a couple reasons, but kind of the biggest reason I came here was the social aspect of it. I mean, Notre Dame just really didn't have anything going on. And even some of the players were <laughs> like, yeah, like, if you like want to play football and like go to school and like not have a great time in college, like come here. And Ohio State just had so much more to offer. It was a lot closer to home. My parents came here or went here. So, I mean, it's kind of a no brainer when it came down to it james aren't aren't uh i mean that's a great answer jake but aren't your parents uh didn't they go to high school together uh um, yeah my mom my mom yeah. went to high school with jake's dad we didn't learn that until we were moving out but uh <laughs> picture of them didn't we was Rock, they, like, a, yeah like, prom together or something yeah they didn't go together but like they were in the pic they're in yeah. the same group so there's literally two couples and they're in the same one that's and I lot. can't believe it took, like, my mom that long to recognize the name, too. Yeah, so. exactly. Especially your name, too. I mean, like, even more yeah. so than mine. Yeah, but well, my mom was... would have been remarried. Yeah, my mom not, had uh, re- different re- maiden names. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Unless, unless I don't know about my mom's past. You might know more <laughs> than me, Frank. But, uh, True. Yeah, yeah no. A little, bit more, a little bit more of a connection than we ever thought was in our house last year in Columbus. But uh, pretty funny stuff right there. Um, but no, we're glad you made it to Ohio State. We ended up crossing paths. What it was your freshman year, our, our sophomore year with Alex yeah. Stump. Uh, we had a lot of pay to play guests. Yeah, we, was... we've had a lot of fun socially, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from I guess Alex and Mikey. I mean, I, I guess I met Mike through uh, through Alex. So yeah, probably from Alex Stump first. Gotten gotten into some shenanigans together over the years. There's been some good stuff. Yeah, um, but so. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what led you to Ohio State, but throughout your athletic career, um, what kind of moments stick out to you? Whether, you know, you can take us back to the grade school days if you want, uh, but even in high school, uh, I know at Muller you guys had some good teams over the years, and I remember Ignatius battled you. I, I think Ed's played you a couple times. Frank Frank could speak better to that. I, don't, I didn't focus too much on them. But uh, whether it's high school or anything that you've done so far at Ohio State, what kind of stuck out to you or what do you remember most? Starting from grade school, I used to battle Bradley Packer on the gridiron and on the basketball court, and I would dominate him <laughs> every time. Every Bradley. time. You got to say Bradley. <laughs> he goes by Bradley. He's Bradley. Um, high school, um, you know, freshman, sophomore year, we were pretty good. Back-to-back state titles, and then it kind of went downhill from there. But freshman, sophomore year, really fun. I mean, playing with a bunch of great dudes like Sam and then a couple guys – going to some other big schools and then come into college, you know, I mean, I haven't really played too much until last year and then a lot more this year. So not too much athletically has been going on. It's I mean, touchdown. 
the touchdown was huge. I mean, last year, just getting involved in special teams was a big leap for me. You know, that's kind of how it starts out in your career yeah. in college. You oh, got to yeah. integrate yourself with so or with uh, special teams. And then, you know, this year, just getting a more uh, prominent role on offense has been really fun. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. And uh, I guess, you know, with all that, you know, you get a lot of good teammates. You just talked about, you know, Sam Hubbard, now a Cincinnati Bengal. Who's been like your all-time favorite teammates? Um, and it could be any sport; it doesn't have to be football. And it could be just some OSU teammates you have now. You know, who's who's top three? Um, Nick Bosa. He's my roommate, freshman year. That one of my best buds, and you know, we just we had a bunch of fun together, just playing football and living together and and hanging out on the weekends. Um, Sam's a really good friend of mine. And obviously a great teammate and he's doing great for the Bengals now. Um, and kind of a wild card here, not to say like we were best friends or anything, but JT Barrett, I was uh, I was locker mates with him freshman year, just right next to him. And he's just a really down to earth dude and really relatable. You know, he'd always talk to me. We were chatted up a bunch. So he's just a really cool guy. Nice. Love to hear it. Great answer. Great answer. In no particular order, of course. We don't. We won't. We won't make it rank. Yeah, them, I'm okay? not going to discriminate against it. <laughs> tough, They're all tough, great. Tough Packer doesn't make the cut, but you have some of your favorite memories beating him. Yeah. Uh, so Bradley, Bradley will, you know, he'll have some trouble sleeping over that, but I'm sure I'll forgive you. He's a great um, teammate too. I can't forget Bradley. He's he's knocking on the door. Honorable <laughs> mention. <laughs> Love it. All right, so Jake, we'll ask you a little bit about what you think. Uh, the Buckeyes got coming up this week. Penn State, uh, obviously number nine versus number two. You got two pregame shows coming to Columbus. You got ESPN College Game Day. You've got Fox doing their pregame show there. A lot of hype around this matchup. Um, what I, I can't say I've watched a ton of Penn State, but um, you guys come in obviously uh, with a lot of hype on on your shoulders. And I guess what does the team what does the team have? Uh, what, what's been the message throughout this week, getting ready for the Nittany Lions? Well, I mean, first of all, they're like a really, really good um, or well-coached team, I should say. I mean, their defense is really just disciplined. They fly to the ball. Uh, They're tough. Um, The message this week has just been kind of if you're doing well in something, enhance it. You know, that's that's kind of one of the overlaying uh, themes we've had in the past years. Uh, if you're if you're doing something well, enhance it and just keep going. Um, I mean, that's kind of goes true with us being ranked as high as we are. You know, we kind of just want to reach the pinnacle of of what we can this year. Yeah, yeah, I'll be in attendance uh, Saturday. Uh, oh yeah, where are you sitting? Pretty, uh, I think it's, uh, section twenty nine C, maybe twenty nine C. Where's that on the field? Like, it's I'm pretty sure it's like the southwest. Um oh, so like kind of not in the um, So close to the student section? Not in the student section. But close the, to it? Yeah. Same side of the field. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, same side of the field. End of the shoe. End of the horseshoe. Nice. Yeah, but but I'll be I'll be there in attendance. I'll be I'll be cheering you on, baby. Um love that. <laughs> And uh, what's what's next to me? What's it, there might be some uh, rain this Saturday, and I just I just wanted yeah. to ask you this question: What's your ideal weather uh, to play football in? You know, 50 what's football degrees with a light breeze, light light breeze. Fifty, yeah, 50 nice breeze. nice and brisk. Just keep the, the keep the short average, sleeves out. Your average fall day. I mean, that's perfect for me. Can't get too hot. 
obviously can't get too cold. I mean, that's that's perfect for me. Like it. I like it. I was going to say, Jake, I'll, after you guys take care of business, I'll be following you. I'll be in Ann Arbor. I'll be somewhere in the big house uh, rooting you on. Oh, um, so I don't know where the hell I'm sitting for that, but I'll, uh, I'll be loud. You'll hear me. Don't worry. Um, and so – Let's let's shift gears a little bit. Um, so yeah, we're heavily sports talk here, but pay to play. Uh, we also do some finance stuff. So we got a couple questions uh, for you. But let's start off with, uh, I guess, a good starter is: uh, Do you pay attention to the stock market? You follow it at all? Not in a financial sense. Not at all, actually. I probably should. Yeah. I mean, Brad's been in my ear the past year or so, just like trying to get me to like start investing and everything i mean i probably will at some point i just i don't know yeah well you don't that's get paid a priority athlete, right now so. so yeah um that's fine but are, is there anything you know you're personally investing in um outside of uh football mars <laughs> mars mars <laughs> yes. you want you want everyone to go to mars oh i love that answer yes <laughs> i've been doing so, some research about civilization and life potentially <laughs> in the future on mars and what's what's uh your results what's your research showing? i mean it's not going to be for a while but this earth ain't going to last us forever right. and i think that's probably the best alternative right now obviously not a lot of people are going to be able to make the trip but if go, you wanna go keep, to the stars baby if you want to keep the species alive i think that's our that's our best bet Get on the ship now. Get on the ship now. Get on early. You're on. You're investing early. I like it. That's yep. everyone that's says they're in early. I think they're they're first up. They well, get I the think, fast pass. I think you gotta. You should uh, listen to Bradley and maybe start investing once you uh, get out of college at least. No, I will um, start investing so you can save up to go to Mars. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a great point because yeah, I'm sure that that, that ticket isn't cheap. No, no, but that's cool. I like it. Um, What's our next question? Our next question, I guess, is back to a little bit of sports, and we ask this to everyone. Uh, if you could be any professional athlete, who, who would it be and why? I was thinking about this earlier, and I honestly couldn't think of a great answer. I, uh, okay, is it current or former? You can, you can do either. We've, we've had different answers. You're going to run with it. All right, I'm going to say Dennis Robin, just because he's a psycho and he just <laughs> – he, I don't even know what he is, or I don't think I don't even think he knows what he is. You'd like to like, you'd like to like see the things he's seen. Yeah, I mean, he's friends <laughs> with like Kim Jong Un. I mean, he, yeah. he's just living a crazy life. It's a, it's a different answer. I like it. Yeah, he is. On Maybe a, he's for on like his a week. Planet. Maybe for like a week, <laughs> I'd like to be him at the max. Maybe is there any other sport you there. really enjoy besides uh, football? Like, what's your next favorite sport? Um. I like watching basketball, but NBA. I, I I like watching NBA during the season. I I'd probably prefer college though to NBA. NBA playoffs is awesome, but throughout the year, if I'm going to watch basketball, it's probably going to be more geared toward college. And obviously, I you love match or March Madness. You catching any Buckeye games? Buckeye basketball. Um, I actually was going to go like when they when did they play Villanova. Villanova. Yeah, I, Villanova. I was going to go to that one, but I didn't, I couldn't make it. But Nah. Um, I actually haven't been mean? to any basketball games in my entire career here, so I need to make one. Yeah, so you got any buddies on the team? Um, I was, I was pretty good friends. Not like 
hang out with friends acquaintances but, you know, we were friendly um micah potter but he's i think he transferred to wisconsin that's right yeah i'm not really too close with anyone on the team i honestly couldn't even say i know that many of them you know, okay, it was worth, got a, worth a shot. We got ours. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, Head down, exactly. both in the top ten. It's it's a lot of fun for fans of both programs. But totally, totally understand that. Yeah. Um, Frank, you want to ask the next question, or I got it. You got it. I got it. All right, Jake. We know we know you a little bit better than most people. Uh, but what's something maybe we don't even know? What's something people don't know about Jake Hausman? What don't what what would you not be all that express with people about anything under the uh, any, any hobbies you like doing that, you know, kind of guilty pleasure? Hmm. Maybe not a hobby, but uh, I have, like, an insanely keen sense of smell. <laughs> sense of smell? Yeah. I love it. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't I don't know where it comes from, but. You got I a think, dog nose. Yeah, I got a dog nose. I really do. <laughs> um, Jake House Dog. I like it. <laughs> That ever bother you in our house last year? Uh, do you ever like yeah, say JT do your laundry or something like that? <laughs> I smell everything. Yeah. Oh man, I can only imagine some of the smells from JT's room. Alrighty. Well, speaking of uh, last year a little bit though, do you have any favorite memories uh, you want to share that are appropriate uh, with the people uh, from two forty nine east sixteenth? Any favorite memory? Halloween party was so fun. That was one yeah, of the was, best. Um, that, that was I was awesome. wearing like I was wearing a sushi roll for a costume. Everyone <laughs> thought I was a turkey. That's right. <laughs> so it was like without a doubt the worst Halloween costume ever. But I mean, we had so many, so many big parties there that it's it's hard to pick one. But Halloween was a lot of fun. Yep, I just what remember there was a couple. Think? What was your guys? There, no, it was that was a good one because there was a couple high school kids there that were like Matthews' <laughs> yeah, little wild, brothers. A bunch of wild and, cards there. I mean, it was just... and then like and then like Cardell Jones walks in and they were like, <laughs> "What is going on?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. I think I've seen him around here once." Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Was, it was a fun time. Everyone's friendly. I love, I love that one. I I remember I made what what I called spooky juice. I was just getting lost in the sauce of the spooky juice. <laughs> it's basically just. Uh, jungle juice, and I like put some candy corn in it or something like that. It dissolved I'm into sure the, there was, yeah, the vodka. Different things yeah. being added to that. Yeah, more, Jake, more than likely. Yeah. Well, Jake and the football players were hydrated just water that night. Obviously, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, that, yeah. yeah, that's all we can drink is water. Sometimes get yep. I got you exactly. Well, Jake, um, you know, if there's anything else you want to leave with the pod, you're you're more than welcome to say anything. But we really appreciate you having you on here. On and we, we wish you the best of luck in this big game this weekend and Appreciate the rest of the season as well. Shout out Pay to Play Podcast. Thanks for having me, boys. All right, man. We'll see you. Have a good one. Yeah, see you guys. We'd like to thank Jake Hausman a lot for that interview. Uh, class act student athlete at at the Ohio State University, uh, proud to be associated with a kid of such high character. Um, so with that, Frank, I think we should get back into our betting talk, finish that off. Um, but before we get into that, I'm just – that Beyond Meat Burger really not sitting well. The Impossible Whopper. Um, wow. Wait, so I, I got to ask you, is, the, is it – if it's the Impossible Whopper, is it like – is it a different – is it Impossible brand or Beyond Meat brand? I don't know. I I didn't ask Burger King. I don't know if they have a okay, partnership with one of them. Fake. 
Yeah, like that's a different company, I think, the Impossible one. Yeah, so it's I just not think, I think we're realizing it now. But it is fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, it's that's all, true. It's one and the same. It's one. Well, the same. hold on. Is it fake meat? That was the question. Uh, actually, uh, I got to shout out my cousin Michael Moore uh, because he's telling me that a vegan man sued Burger King and said they they uh, are cooking their Impossible Whopper next to legitimate meat. So they're saying the plant-based burger may indeed not be vegan friendly. Um, And so there's people, I think it's either in Florida or he might've said Georgia that, but they're saying it's contaminated by regular meat juices. And so it does not, (laughs) it it can't be officially 0% beef. So some plants allow it. Yeah. The plants are contaminated with meat juice. Um, so they're not fake meat. They're, they're fake meat with, with meat juice. Yes. Well, I would sue too. I might, can we sue in the state of Ohio and state of uh, North Carolina? I don't know about, I, I, I'm I'm a pretty busy guy. I don't know if that's going to make the to-do list. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, we're busy because we're, we're giving out locks to the fans. (laughs) Are we? Um, yeah, let's, let's just keep this moving along here. Um, and I don't want to talk about last week. Maybe you do. Um, I do. Yeah, I had a good one. Okay. Yeah, uh, you had a great one. Um, your team was down early, like seventeen seven. Yeah, they were. They were down. What fifty two twenty? What was it? Final? Uh, forty five twenty seven. Yeah, they won by eighteen. It was a minus ten spread. Uh, yeah, they were down ten early. Really wanted to hammer the live line, but was out of units just because I threw so many on them to begin with. Uh, and so sure enough, they did come back and pulled out the easy easy cover. You lost on your lock of the over in the Bears-Rams game. Uh, it was a very slow Sunday night game. But, I, hey, I, it's a new week. You know what I did? I faded the trend. I told you. <laughs> I said it was classic fade, and the fade is not always the right play. Um, uh, catch me fading some more trends this week, though. I like to think I'm uh, – what is, what is the word? I can't even uh, think of it. Contrarian. Uh, contrarian, yeah. I'm a contrarian uh, gambler. <laughs> okay, but so I'll give my lock first, and then you can be all contrarian with yours uh, or not. Your no. picks, but uh, no. So your lock's not going to be contrarian. So you go. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I've got the UAB, uh, whatever they are, minus six against Louisiana Tech, whatever they are. I'm just kidding. I know what UAB is. They are the Blazers, I believe. I hope they yes. are the Blazers. Thank God. They didn't have a football team there for a little bit, I think. Like a couple of years back, yeah, there was, I think there was an outrage. I think this is one of those games they go, all right, we're back, and in a big way. They're taking down Louisiana Tech at home, and they're going to win by a touchdown. I'm pretty pumped up about it. Uh, actually, the random player that came into my mind as soon as I saw this game, forgot he went there, but you might have forgot about him altogether. Roddy White, a uh, longtime receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, was a – UAB Blazer at one point in his life, probably the last notable one to make it to the NFL. So just a little tidbit there. Uh, they're taking on the Bulldogs this week. There I go. I looked it up. They are first in the Conference USA, uh, our Louisiana Tech. So interesting to see them as underdogs, but I think UAB brings the heat, 330 kickoff. I'm pumped up. I, I can't wait. I might be contrarian to take L Tech money line. Uh, public's, on, public's on L Tech, Frank. Let me, let me uh, tell you. I guess that's not contrarian then if I'm with the public. <laughs> Alrighty, well, uh, I, I mean, I, maybe I'll have to tail then because you are 24 and 11. I, I have 17, I think 17 16, and 1. Which, it's better than that. Like, we need to, those are not updated. I need to go back and do some okay. research. Well, well, I think I'm 17, 16 and 1. 
we'll say, which is one game above 500. So if I lose this week, I would be 500, and that would just be heartbreaking after my push to get away from it. Um, but I'm taking my my guy Jake Houseman and the Ohio State Buckeyes minus 18 and a half versus number nine Penn State. Um, I'm not overthinking it. The Buckeyes just missed uh, covering against not just missed covering against records. It was their first time not covering in the last 10, nine games. Um, so yeah, they've covered every Big Ten game so far. Um, they basically won every game by like 20 plus. So I don't see why that's going to stop. Uh, Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford, he's really not that good. James, he's a, you know, he's a gamer, he's a leader, but 52% of his passes, that's his completion rate this year. And they, they just haven't looked good. They lost to Minnesota two weeks ago, and uh, Indiana should have beat him. They all came to by 100 yards, but uh, a lot of mistakes. And Penn State uh, still in the top 10, though. So this is the only top 10 matchup we got. I'm, I'm taking the box, so I'll be there. All right, I like that a lot. That was with- a long one, yeah. With no emotion whatsoever on the game, I've learned that you cannot go wrong when you bet it with with your heart. Uh, so you, that's that. I would write that one in stone. Don't overthink it. Uh, we hold ourselves accountable. Ohio State is an ATM again. Okay. So with that, Frank will go. I mean, I'll probably be on it too, but I just I don't like making lock something that my heart's invested in. Uh, but speaking of Ohio State, we'll recap Week Nine a little bit. Uh, you just mentioned the. 56 to 21 win over Rutgers. We talked to Jake a little bit about that in his interview. Let's look uh, elsewhere around college football. There weren't too many high profile games. Um, Notre Dame did crush uh, the midshipmen. Navy came into South Bend and got one handed to them. Um, so that did happen. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else that stuck, stuck out to you, Frank? I mean, LSU was kind of in a dog, not a dog fight. I mean, they came out very hot against Ole Miss, and then Ole Miss kind of kept clawing themselves back into it. That, that Ole Miss up... QB was fun to watch. Yeah, I forget, I forget I, he his was. Last name, but he's like he can fly for, for a white guy. He's pretty fly for a white guy. Wow. Okay. Didn't some people said that about who Will Van Wy? Is that? Oh, I, maybe. Okay. Uh, I mean, that would make sense. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but okay, I don't know if there's any other games I really wanted to dive deep into. Um, I think we can no, look. I mean, there's there's some better ones ahead this week. Clemson's three, Georgia's four, Bama's still five, even though Tua is injured. That's that's kind of the big story that we didn't touch on. Tua done for the year. Um, probably won't see him play in college football anymore. Well, that's I think almost definitely won't. But uh, they, let's. They were debating if he would come back to to college for another year. I'm like, uh, you realize he he can go to the NFL even if he gets like a later draft pick slightly. He'll still get paid like guaranteed millions of dollars. Yeah, I was like, why would you come back uh, off an injury just to? But hey, I don't know. All I right, already want to He, yeah, you go. I'm done. Quick, I was just gonna. That's fine. Uh, good points. But I was gonna say, quick discussion um, on the college football playoff. You mentioned Alabama right right behind them at five. You think Oregon over Utah? Let's or let's let's say whoever wins that game, who, if they were to yeah. play each other for the Pac-12 title, you you see. You know, one loss Oregon or one one loss Utah team, having beat the other one, um, they have a better win than any win Alabama has. Correct? Is that is that accurate? Obvious. Yeah, obvious. So, I mean, Alabama—that's presuming they were to beat Auburn um, in the Iron Bowl, which is going to be—that'll be the before we record where, the next podcast. This is kind of where it hurts. Let's say they beat Auburn. Maybe they handle them even. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn. Auburn is Oregon's loss. Yeah. All the way well, from week one. And Oregon totally outplayed them, I thought, and just, uh, you know, didn't execute down the stretch. And, you know, that's the crazy thing. Week one was maybe going to come back to bite them because 
Auburn uh, would lose to Bama. But I mean, I I might I kind of think Auburn could beat Bama. That I well. think without Tua, that's very much on the table. Um, yeah. But I, I I saw this take and I kind of agreed with it. That's totally true. But you, you would look at the committee and say, oh, they've said go out of conference and play tough games at the beginning of your season. And if that's Oregon's one loss and they go on to win their own conference title, you're going to penalize them for challenging themselves out of conference. Meanwhile, Alabama did not beat the best team in their conference, LSU, so they cannot be the best in there. And then, I mean, okay, yeah, it was a close game and score five points, but they're at home and essentially were kind of had the wind blown out of them by another team in their conference. So you could make I mean, that argument. But if it yeah. is the best team in college football at the same time. Here's, here's my take. Here's my take. Yeah. The reason no one wants Bama in is because they're afraid of them. I'm not afraid of Mac Jones. You know, if I'm Ohio State, bring on Alabama. If, if we get the one and they get the four, however it plays out. I'm not afraid of Mac Jones if I'm Ohio State. Chase Young would eat that dude's lunch, I think, in a semifinal. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad my lunch my, is not at the same, my same table that, as Chase Young. Yeah. Yeah, that's my hot take. Um, I don't even know if it's that hot. That's my thought. So let them get in. I'd rather I might rather play them than Oregon. Oregon. Wow. Okay. Uh, that that's my that might be where you start steaming things up a little bit right there when yeah. you say you'd prefer them. Um, I I get your point there, and I think it's a fair one. Um, but I guess we'll see what the committee decides. I think there's a lot left that could happen these couple of weeks and in the conference title games. I'm yeah, excited but, for it, quite frankly. I, I'm rooting for Georgia. I want Georgia in. I want them to beat LSU because I think they could be one of the four best teams. I think that's, Georgia I mean, beats LSU. I, I wouldn't hate that because then you get, um, you'll get you get Ohio State. If Ohio State could win out, you'd get Ohio State at one, Clemson at two, Georgia at three, and then probably LSU at four. Yeah, you'd I get think that'd Ohio, be fun. You'd get an Ohio State-LSU semifinal, uh, Burrow versus his former team. Um you know, Heisman, probably Heisman winner at the time versus three guys that uh, Heisman candidates. I mean, it's just, it would be, I, I would love to see Ohio State play LSU at some point, whether it's the semi or title. Yeah, I don't care. The sooner the better. I'd give yeah. you that. Ratings through the roof. I all, oh, probably the best ratings ever for a football game. I love it. Um, all right. So let's talk yeah. a little bit about this upcoming week. Um, we yeah, did we, talk Ohio State already. Any Anything you want to mention about that matchup that we hadn't, haven't yeah. already mentioned? You know, I, I, I said I'm confident in minus 18 and a half, but each of the previous three meetings, James, have been decided by three points or less between the teams. So they've been some dogfights. Ohio State's shot themselves in the foot early and had some great comebacks, uh, if you remember yeah. throughout the ages. Uh, oh. A couple of years ago, JT, oh, yeah. JT Barrett, we were there. I'll be back in the same seats, I think, actually. Those are the I was going to say, I think we sat in 29C. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's my dad's buddy. Uh, I couldn't make it down. I guess he just can't make it for the Penn State games. Good buddy. Yeah, great Good guy. To have. Great guy. Um, and the under is 3-1 in the last four matchups, James. Uh, it's over under 59 and a half. There could be some rain. Um, and I, I like our defense to really show up. So I, I think the under is definitely in play. It's in play. It's always in play until it's not. Um, but no, that could be – Last night in that Bowling Green – what was the game? Bowling Green OU. Yeah, Bowling, under, under yeah, that play. No, I lost being in play like four minutes in. That was uh, – <laughs> Sorrows out to Bob Khalil on that one. All right, let's talk another matchup. We did talk about how ND crushed Navy last week. This week, they host Boston College. We talked a little bit about it with our former guest, Dennis Grossell, episode 35. Notre Dame comes in as 19-point favorites. Um, I don't know about that. Notre Dame comes in with two huge blows in a row. 
they don't strike me as a team that does it three times in a row. Um, and looking at the history between these two teams, Boston College five and two against the spread in the last seven. Um, and the over's gone five for the last five. So that's kind of cool to think about. Oh, no, actually, no. In the last five BC games this yeah, so season, Dennis, it's been the over. Dennis has hit the over five times in a row. That's, okay. Um, I don't know if he started or he's probably only started, what, two or three games, I think? I think three. And played in four or something. Sounds about right. Um, but, yeah, BC's five and two against the spread over the last seven. So, And I, I kind of like them to cover, plus 19. Um, I think Dennis is a good game manager. They, they run the ball a lot. Um, he's not afraid to throw it at all. But ND also, you know, they kind of got out to a crazy good start against Navy. They actually tied the second half, and one of the it was a defensive touchdown for Notre Dame, so their offense didn't do much in the second half. I know Ian Book mm-hmm. came out uh, in the fourth quarter a little bit, but yeah, I, I think uh, Boston College will keep this one close. So I probably misspoke there, and I, I was thinking BC ND matchups that Boston College had covered five of the last seven, but I was just strictly the last seven games of the regular season. Ohio yeah. or, and then Notre Dame, also pretty profitable against the spread in their last nine. I just don't think that keeps up. I think yeah. um, they, they've won 17 in a row at home. Their streak of sellouts ended uh, against the yeah. Navy. Quick moment of I, silence. And, uh, yeah, streak of sellouts ends at 273. That dated back to 1973. That is pretty crazy. That is wild stuff. Uh, the, AD um, was, then, the AD was complaining about, like, that they had, like, three or four home games in November. Mm, like it's yeah. football, it's football weather. You can get, you can get seventy seven thousand fans out or whatever. That's how big their stadium is. Ohio State gets like a hundred every game. Yeah, I mean no, Notre Dame travels well until they have to go to their own stadium. Yeah, that, I guess. Yeah, they're not selling out this week either, and they're gonna they're gonna miss a Dennis Grossell upset maybe, upset special. Uh, may maybe just yeah. maybe. And he uh, has another game. seventeen in a row at home. No, what a game. Let's let's talk about the only other ranked matchup. All right, Georgia versus. Texas A&M, Georgia, again, we said they're in the playoff if it started today, 13-point favorites against the Aggies. Um, and, Frank, I know you got some good stats on this one, but I'm loving the Bulldogs. I really like them. They come out last week against Auburn, kick them in the throat, um, punch them in the throat, kick, punch, whatever they did to them in the throat. They go up 21 nothing, and Auburn claws back into it at home, and uh, Georgia still hangs on to cover with a seven-point victory. Yeah, um, Georgia is definitely the better team, more physical. Their defense has been playing phenomenal since uh, that fluke loss to South Carolina. Um, but, yeah, last four games, defense giving up less than eight points a game. But the offense has not been hot, and Texas A&M's QB, Kellen Mond, is a pretty good player. So I, I think the Aggies could keep this closer than uh, than you would expect, and I think they could get an upset, but they, are, they have not been good as an underdog. Um, especially on the road, I, I do like Georgia on this one. Jake Fromm gets it done again. All right. All right. I respect that. Uh, let's go one more matchup really quick. Glaze over it. Cincinnati, a one-loss team in the AAC, uh, along with SMU and Memphis. It's going to be a battle for the American Athletic Conference title. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Temple's right, Temple's right there, though. They can still win the title. They could. That's right. They can get in this game. Games. Yeah, this game yeah, is this... what it matters. Cincinnati, they're playing Temple at home. Uh, Cincinnati's ranked 17th. The only loss is Ohio State. Um, and they have a one-game lead over Temple in the AAC East. Uh, however, they've lost four straight to the Owls, James. And uh, um, Temple's got a good quarterback in Anthony Russo. Uh, he can play play some good football. Uh, Cincinnati's offense was pretty ugly last week, only like 70 passing yards, and the majority of them, I think, came on the final drive to win the game. But they've yeah, won 11. South they've won Florida. 11, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, South Florida's kicker. That's one of my sad beats. Um, he went one of he went he went one of five uh, on field goals, Ugh. and they and they lose by three. And the other kicker got uh, walked off on his shoulders because he hit a game winning kick. And then they're showing the kicker that missed four of them, and it was just it was sad. But since he's won eleven, Disgusting. since he's won eleven straight at home, so uh, it's going to be a fun game. That's the night game at like seven thirty that night. There's really there's not a lot of good games. That's one of the best games actually. I like Cincinnati to win. Temple to probably cover. Um, let's with that, Frank. I th- are you good to head into college basketball? Yeah, let's go. Let's keep it going. All right. Yeah, a little bit of late news here, but Kentucky they were number one upset by Evansville. New number one insert the blue. Oh, the blue, I was about to the blue do devils. The do devil. They're do. All right. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that. The Duke. Uh, Duke is number one now. Louisville number two. Um, and that, you know that there's been a lot of high-profile teams with a loss on their schedule already. Kentucky, Michigan State, Kansas, all one-loss teams so far. Um, but we got some good games coming up. This is actually one of my favorite times of college basketball besides March. Yeah, okay, conference play is pretty cool too. But the week of Thanksgiving, that stretch. Oh man, you got all these invitationals. You get it any hour of the day. They're playing in Maui. They're playing in the Bahamas. You name it. Uh, a lot of fun. Ohio State dominated Villanova last weekend. They move into the top ten, um, and so we got some good good games on the horizon. Frank Houston travels to play at Oregon this this Friday. Um, Dayton plays Georgia Monday in Maui. I think is that correct? Yeah, uh, I mean that's just a couple that, of good games if people are wanting to get some college basketball on this weekend. Early and like week. I was saying, yeah, this this weekend, early next week. But throughout the course of next week, I'm I'm pumped for like I was talking about the Bahamas battle for Atlantis teams we got involved there. UNC number five, Oregon number eleven, Gonzaga number eight. Uh, loads of talent. You got Michigan in there as well. Uh, they're not ranked currently. I think there is one more ranked team in there. Uh, is it? I'm I'm drawing a blank. But you got four ranked teams in that field, um, and then you got some other good. Power five teams as well. I'm going to be tuned into that tournament every step of the way if I can be. Um, Ohio State not partaking yeah. in any of those, but they get some nice uh, local matchups. Uh, I think they play Kent State soon as well. Uh, but oh, they've been yeah. doing a great job of really coming out and, uh, I guess, taking care of business is the best way to put it. And that's why they have led themselves into the top ten. Yeah, they looked. They just looked phenomenal against Villanova. They were our team to know come tournament time last week, which we can just move right in then. To our team, no come tournament time this week. Uh, they've been in the news a lot thanks to uh, their star player being in trouble with the NCAA. Uh, James, your favorite basketball pro? Is it your favorite? Are they your favorite over North? What, what are we saying here? That, make, I actually make have a never been make it a right now, right here, right now. Are you a Memphis fan or North Carolina? Um, if I'm not hanging out with people that went to UNC, I'm rooting for. Um, if I'm not hanging out with them, I'm rooting for UNC. But if I am hanging out with them, I'm probably going to be rooting for Memphis. If they I play on like, neutral. Yeah. Side. Yeah. I don't want to be a bandwagoner. So it would depend on the location of the matchup and who I'm with at the time. Uh, but Memphis basketball, close spot to my heart ever since uh, the Chris Douglas Roberts days. Not Derek Rose days. All right. He came a year or two after that. But I was on the hype train ever since D'Angelo Williams played football for him and beat out Reggie Bush in rushing. Uh, the year he won the Heisman. Just a little fun fact for you. Uh, but Memphis comes in this year, number 16. Uh, very well-rounded uh, recruiting class. Penny Hardaway uh, has, um, I think, in the top five in in recruiting. Um, they were number one. So, 
They were officially number one. Yeah, they were. They wow. have they have five players from the top sixty. Um, they got the number one player in James Wiseman. Everybody's heard of him now. And then uh, yep. the, number, the number fifteen player, a forward named Precious uh, Achua. Chua. Oh, um, he can play all right. He can he's play. Precious. Yeah, he's he's been scoring like thirteen a game or something. Um, and they they play six freshmen over twenty minutes a game. So they're they're young. They're kind of fun. it'll be it'll be five with Wiseman out. Um, huh. But yeah, they're young. They're fun, and you got, they got a favorite player for you. I yeah, I do love him, Lester Quinones Jr. Uh, he went to I think he's an IMG Academy guy from Florida, but he's um, Dominican American, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but the the guy has short shorts. I tweeted about it, made the USA Today uh, online article. Uh, for the win is like their sports coverage, but I, I was like the main featured tweet to start it's, off the it's, article. It's already in the resume. Uh, don't worry about it, guys. He's a pretty big deal. Published USA Today <laughs> author. That's that's the way. That's what Dan Ertle told me to say on my LinkedIn. So credit <laughs> to Dan right there. I already switched it up a little bit. Um, and so yeah, we can talk a little bit about the scandal, I suppose, Frank. Don't want to get too deep into it, but he was a, a just today announced James that, Wiseman. Uh, yeah. James Wiseman has been, yeah. Lester, no, no harm doing Lester, there. Lester he is literally, their, he's their leading scorer without Wiseman. So, he, so. He, so what people are saying on Twitter is they should make him ineligible too for how bad the look is, how I short his it. shorts are, because he literally tucks the shorts into his compression, so they cover like his butt and not much else. So see a lot of thigh, but he's got some good good muscles on those legs. So I don't think too many people should be complaining. I mean, there's some people that shouldn't do it. He shaves his legs too, so they. I think oh. it's all together a uh, good look. Okay. Um, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, um, I should do that. So, it'd be a little different. I would not shave. You, you <laughs> would be great on the pickup court like that. Yeah. Um, I gotta get back. So out let's talk. Penny uh, Hardaway. Yeah. Let's talk about donated the scandal. to the school a while ago. Two thousand eight. Yeah, it's back in like two thousand eight. So that was like the Derrick Rose era. Yeah. Um, so making he, him a booster. And then, he, of course, went to Memphis. He, of course, went to Memphis. Yeah, so went to Memphis. That's why he was giving him money. Played in the NBA, good NBA player, tall point guard, technically. Um, and then he was coaching in high school in 2017, and he helped James Wiseman's mother in moving expenses, gave her $11,000. Uh, but because he was a boost, he was deemed a booster for giving money in 2008 to Memphis, and then he became the coach of Memphis in March 2018. So after he already gave the mother the money, um, they're saying that it's it's not allowed that Wiseman. They're saying he was basically a booster, paying Wiseman to come to his school, but she wasn't even at the school at the time. And yeah, it's so kind of messed up. I mean, unless it was a genius plan by Memphis and they got caught somehow. But I mean, I think they they, they like the NCAA just needs to get this right. You know, they they need to let the best player in the country play. Right, and I so here's the thing. I so they're basically making him ineligible till like the beginning of January. Memphis will still probably make the tournament this year with all those other talented players, like we were saying, but it's a shame for college basketball fans. They're going to miss half a season of a guy that'll be in the NBA. Shame for Memphis fans. Uh, and I'm not even speaking from a biased perspective here. I'm just saying it's bad for college basketball fans in general. Yeah, there was you got to a... see him play twice, but. Yeah, there was an article uh, by this Memphis writer, um, basketball writer, Drew Hill, and he said that the freshman forward, DJ Jeffries, one of the other uh, good players, he said, I wish they would let Wiseman play, but the NCAA is being kind of petty right now. And then Drew Hill defined the word petty for everyone. And it's defined as holding the potential number one overall pick out of competition 
against the desire of millions of basketball fans without a resolution time frame because his mother accepted moving expenses from a high school coach who by chance later became his college coach and then to get it held up by the little unimportant details. That, that I like that. That is, that's a good way to make sure everyone understands the multiple definitions of petty. That yeah. first one being the primary. Um, yeah. Primary definition and the secondary definition there. Yeah. So uh, get, get, get this though. Not only does he have to sit out till January, he has to donate that 11,500 back uh, to a charity. I think of his choice. Um, so I, like he's not receiving any income right now. So he's going to just have to, you know, scrape up 11,500. He might take a loan from Chase Young's friend. I think that might be, oh. uh, I think I've heard that, that rumor is getting out there. Uh, like we Chase just, Young's we should start a college athlete loan business. That would be a, under the table. Yeah. The, the pay to play, the pay to play, the pay to play loans. It's a new section of the pay to play, uh, industry. We need to get a lawyer. We need to get a lawyer on our side. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's a lawyer, um, email us. We have an email. What is our email, James? We do pay to play pod at gmail.com. Yeah, I gotta put that. We got to tweet that out at some point. Yeah. Um, so email us, um, yeah, we'll, we're 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 doing big things with this podcast now. We're becoming more than just Brent, Brendan Carney's only in year one. If you want to expedite that process, Brendan, let us know. Uh, we'd yeah. be glad. To, yeah, we, we got to form a team. Yeah, pro bono, obviously. Um, yep, no but, doubt. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just if you can watch Memphis though, even without Wise, but they're they're really fun to watch. Uh, led by Lester with the short shorts. Um, but yep. let's uh, move on then, James. We can talk a little. Uh, about the pros and we'll move right. We'll keep with the basketball and talk a little NBA. Quickly. Sure. So Cavs are falling off a little bit. They're getting blown out by the heat right now. Yeah, as we record on Bobby, Wednesday night, Bobby four and 10, um, not looking great. We were four and five or four and six. And we were, we were kind of calling us maybe an eight seed. Um, that no, we were no hand up. Hand the tides up. Have turned. Hold ourselves accountable. It's up. Mine's up. I, yeah. If you can, um, the listeners can't see me, but there it's, I'm, it's up. All right. I'm own four in fantasy. You're three and one. Um, you're still like points wise. Just not, it has nearly as good as me. I had a good week of points. Just, just enough every week. Um, but I, I'm looking good this week. So I'm going to get my first win and we're going to start making a playoff chase. Uh, we just want to make things hard for us at first, you know? And then True. I'm, uh, take, I'm taking on an undefeated Andrew Cormos right now and winning. So we'll see how that plays out. But let's talk about LeBron a little bit. Yeah, let's talk about LeBron. He uh, broke broke history, broke records again uh, last night, Tuesday night, uh, playing Oklahoma City. He got a triple-double, I think 25, 11, and 10 uh, was the final number there. And it makes him the first player in history to have a triple-double against all 30 NBA teams. Uh, is, where's, is he your best player of all time, James? Is he your boat? Yes, he, yes, he is the boat. I would get in his boat any day of the week. Okay, he, uh, the he banana. Would, boat. He'd be the boat I would ride. He'd be the oh, boat I would the, ride. The banana boat. Speaking yeah, of the, the banana, banana boat, boat. Mellow's back. Mellow's back in Portland, Mello's baby. Back. That's huge news. God, I should have had that Port- at the top of the episode. Um, Portland is staying weird, baby. I love it. Yeah, uh, Portland is uh, struggling a little bit actually right now. They're five and ten. They were in the Western yeah. Conference Finals last year. People forget they're five and mm-hmm. ten. That's so. That's a, uh, surprising news. But LeBron and the Lakers, back to them. They're, they're the best record in the NBA right now, twelve and two. And the Celtics are right behind them at eleven and two in the East. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lakers Celtics uh, is that the finals matchup? No, uh, no. I'm I still like sticking with my. I'm still sticking with my Bucks and Clips. Give them some time to figure it out. No, they're both right there. I think they're both top three or four. Um, all right, let's let's 
long though as we don't need to talk too much nba and not too much about the nhl either but we'll, we'll highlight uh and congratulate the columbus blue jackets on a little two-game winning streak here um yeah, they uh they're getting hot you were there you were in attendance i was in attendance win. uh against the canadians on tuesday night uh that's uh and two two after two it was a good game and then we ended up pulling away in the third five two uh, I posted an Instagram trying to get on the Jumbotron because they said use the hashtag CBJ and I didn't get on. So that's tough. It was a good, that it, was, is... it was, it was a good gram though. I can't be mad. Who wouldn't, who, yeah, it was a nice picture. I enjoyed that, yeah. but who wouldn't put a face like yours on a Jumbotron? Come on. Who in the right mind? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, they don't want everyone looking up our podcast and listening to us. I think that's, I suppose that's it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, the, the Red Wings come to town Thursday uh, for the jackets and then, uh, your Carolina Hurricanes, 13-7-1. Yeah, they're, they're playing well. They took down the Chicago Blackhawks on Tuesday. Um, and that was the end of a road trip for them. They come back uh, to my neck of the woods here, right across the street from PNC Arena is where I live. And uh, they come back and they get a home game tomorrow night. So 13-7-1. They, they're, look, I think, third in the Metropolitan Division. So they, they are a playoff team as of today. Um, but they're picking things up at the right time. When you can go on the road and win the last – like in hockey, like the end of a road trip is almost always a fade opportunity to see them come out strong and win one is very interesting. Um, but I say, Frank, let's move along. We want to get into the gridiron, gridiron talk. Yeah, let's get, let's get, to, get to the NFL. Um, and a quick run. Evan, uh, we talked about the Browns on the top of the episode. Uh, big win over the Steelers puts us in the discussion of the playoffs a little bit. Um, and we stay at home this week. We're minus 10 versus the Dol- minus 10 and a half versus, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins, uh, who who had won two games in a row until the Jets. Uh, was it the Jets? No, it was the Bills. The Bills beat him up. Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, Josh. Good old Joshy. Yeah. One of the three Allens starting the NFL nowadays. Kyle probably not much longer. Yeah, but... and then the other thing is that Kyle Allen, he's not that good. Um, what's What do you think? They, are they just going to ride him the rest of the season? Um, the playoff probably... kind of seem shot. The NFC is kind of tough because the second wild card is eight and three. Yeah, no, it's going to be tough pickings in the NFC to make, to get one of those spots. The Vikings, the Vikings are eight, eight and three. three. The Packers are eight and two to lead that. The first uh-huh. wild card is the Seahawks at eight and two, and the Niners are nine and one. <laughs> and that yeah. So it's 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 good. So any team like the I think the Panthers are five and six or five and five or something. Five and five, yeah. And it's tough to catch eight and three at this point, but we'll see. A lot of football left still. Six games left for most teams. Um, and the AFC, though, is a little tighter with uh, the Raiders and the Colts currently, I think, holding the two – or the Raiders are holding the final wild card spot at six and four. I think the Colts are winning the division, but they play the Texans, and they're both six and four, and one of them's on the outside looking in. So the Raiders lose, mm-hmm. James. And if the Raiders lose – uh, and the Browns win will be a game out of the wild card. Okay. Hey, that doesn't sound too bad to me. That doesn't sound that bad. I'll, although I all but proclaim them dead. So I, I mean, hey, I'm rooting for the Browns, but I proclaimed them dead a couple weeks ago. So again, hand up. I don't think, still don't think they're a playoff team. I mean, even in their wins, they, they don't look that great to me, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and I should we just then, I guess, lead into uh, the primetime picks we have for this week? Yeah, let's quickly run through those. Why not? I mean, anything in fantasy you want to talk about? I guess I'll I'll toot my horn. McCaffrey is still leading the league in rushing. That ongoing prop bet. It's going to be him versus Nick Chubb down the stretch, I believe. Uh, he's right up there. Dalvin Cook has a bye week, 
So I think Chubb's going to catch and surpass him, but McCaffrey's sitting on top as things stand today. Uh, so that's my little toot my horn. Yeah, um, Nick Chubb already got, already got his 1,000 yards. He got it last year and then lost it and then yep. never got it back. So he got it this year already, week 10. Uh, first Browns running back since, I think, uh, our guy Jim Brown. Didn't did, Are you telling me Jamal Lewis never did it? No, 1,000 yards in 10 games? No. Oh, in 10 games. Yeah, in 10 yeah. Games. Oh, no. I'm okay, never games. mind. Yeah. He's, he's, he's gonna say. Jim Brown did it four times. Nick Chubb's the only other running back in our franchise history. So awesome for wow. Chubb. Uh, get him to the Pro Bowl. Vote for Miles Garrett for the Pro Bowl. Um, yes. Garrett, yes. Obviously. Do that. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that game first. Just uh, Well, uh, that was just a fantasy update. We were at yeah. fantasy update, weren't we? I traded yeah, sorry. I traded Chris Godwin for James White. What do you think? That ballsy, but I think I like it because Jameis, I would fade like going for the rest of the year. He's got to just be demoralized in himself, and Godwin's got to rely on him to throw him the ball. I mean, he's had a great year in spite of that. Him and Mike Evans have. But uh, James White, you're going to see him catch a lot of passes from Tom Brady, and I think he's just going to be a high-usage guy going for I mean, that's what he has been. I, yeah. I think you're going to be happy with what you get there. Yeah, and I needed a running back because uh, David Johnson, I don't know what's going on with him. He's he's dressing, no but does. he do, he doesn't play like a single down. Mm. And I, he's had zero for me the past two weeks, um, mm. Which and I've started. And my other running back is Chris Carson, and I just got Darius Geis back. He had a t- nice touchdown, actually. I was holding him on my bench all year. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I, I, big win over Carney. He didn't show up this week for, against me. Are you out of the what's what? Where are you at in this whole playoff race? You're, uh, you're right in there. Yeah, I'm six and five, or what? Is, I'm in tied for second, which is with like six other people. <laughs> now, when I say second, it's like yeah, behind the four people that are tied with the top record that you are. But I'm definitely alive. Uh, most people are alive besides J.R. Klong. Let's do our primetime picks, though. Okay. Well, quick Browns minus ten and a half. Are you taking that spread? No, I'm back on the Finn spread. Okay. Why not? Thursday, I've been on the spread every week. Thursday night. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a hedge against the Browns. Blowing it, too. Um, Thursday night, Texans are minus three and a half at home versus the Colts. Colts, baby. And Give me the, the points. And the over-under is 45 and a half. Colts have been playing really well against the Texans the last, I mean, couple of years, actually. Those matchups are always close. Um, I like the fact that they're underdogs. Texans are at home, but uh, give me Brissett back, and I think they cover. Don't know if they necessarily win, but I think if they lose, it's by a field goal. Yeah, I like uh, I like Texans. Um, I think they have a bounce back from that terrible performance against uh, the Ravens, which would have gone entirely different had they called pass interference on a clear pass interference in the end zone. It would have been 7-0, Texans. And, I mean, you know, Lamar's great, but I'm just saying the game would be different if the refs were a little better. Um, Sunday yeah, night, wouldn't they all? Yeah, Sunday night we got 49ers against the Packers. Uh, 49ers at home, and they're minus three. Uh, Packers, give me the points again. Give me the dogs. Um, gosh, I I have 49ers written down, but I think I'm going to take 49ers. I love the defense. Um, <laughs> I think Rogers gets gets beat up by this D line this week uh, at home. Uh, in front of the Sunday night fans in uh, San Francisco. Uh, cool. And then Monday night, I'll take the Ravens minus three against the Rams. Um, Rams covered for me last week. I'll stick with them. Rams plus three at home. Sean McVay figure something out to slow down Lamar Jackson in that high-powered offense. 
Wow. Okay, so we're on the opposite of all three primetime games. That's great. Love it. Uh, yeah, that was kind of how it was last I went, week. I went three and up. Yeah, against the spread picks. Uh, you went one and two. We were both with the Browns. Easy cover for the Browns. People forget yeah, the Browns right. covered. That's they did. They did yeah. cover in in the aftermath of that game. There was a cover underneath. Yeah. Underneath. All right, let's <laughs> talk market. Let's do some market talk, Frank. Yeah. Um, Our episodes so seems like long. every week. They are getting long, but there's more and more to cover. But luckily, you won't hear from us again for two weeks, or unluckily, probably unluckily. Soak it in. Soak it in while you can. Market talk, Frank. <laughs> uh, S&P 500, it seems like we said this just last week. All-time highs. Uh, Apple and Microsoft leading the pack once again. Um, and Trump actually went and visited Apple's uh, location in Austin, Texas, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and was actually considering giving them some tariff relief as a result of that. Not directly as of that, but for other factors involved too. Um, but yeah, tech still leading the way. Um, Dow and NASDAQ about 2% off their all time highs. So there's a lot of good things still on the horizon. I mean, uh, we're coming to the end of earnings season. You're going to see a couple people report, but the uh, big rush is over. So now we're into a lot of, a lot of companies quarter fours or, uh, and we're seeing kind of the end of fiscal year. 19 for most companies and you're going to well, see the revenues ramp up. Yeah. With, a lot of uh, companies, spending. Yeah, yeah. This is the time of the year that most companies make 75% of their business. Um, if you're a retailer, anything with a consumer facing uh, business. And so, but yeah, um, you know, the economy has been strong. Consumer sentiment has been strong. Uh, people have been spending. So that, that is good. And it's been supporting our economy and supporting the S&P 500 stocks. We've had a solid year, six straight weeks of gains, um, longest streak in two years, James, and it's been low volatility. So something's going to give here. That's, that's, you know, we're, we're too happy right now. I think something's going to give, we're going to get a little volatility action. The VIX, uh, you might want to long the VIX soon. It's getting pretty low. You, <laughs> might <wanna laughs> long the you might want to go long volatility here. That's what I'm thinking. Um, Trump's saying, uh, you know, I think this week alone, Trump, you know, Trump's saying China isn't stepping up in trade talks. It seems like they're stubborn. Stubborn. they're they're stubborn. I think yeah, I mean, to... yeah. What do you think? Stubborn. Yeah, news to China. Step the you know what up. All right, step, seriously, step up. step up. Yeah, step yeah. it up. All right, that's all we're saying here. We're, we don't want to. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Besides that, just step up. That's that's all Trump's asking for. That's all we're asking for as Americans. But just need him to step up. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um... Yeah, any, I mean, any, well, there's there's very little um, very little substance behind that quote. Like it's basically, it's, I think he left it at that. He really didn't go too much into detail. Yeah. Well, so he also he also met with Powell. Uh, that's something that happened with the markets. Trump and Powell met at the White House. Uh, Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, guys for everyone who doesn't know that, and uh, they talked about everything except uh, manipulating interest rates allegedly. Wow. <laughs> In, in, in his expectation for monetary policy. Didn't discuss that, but we discussed interest rates, negative interest, low inflation, seeing dollar strength. But we didn't discuss monetary policy. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> abbreviated market talk, you want to end it right there? Yeah, we're going to give a better market talk soon. But uh, some upcoming stuff, if yeah. anyone cares, we got uh, some consumer sentiment coming out Friday. Look out for it. Good. I, I will. I know I will. Yeah. All right, so Frank, setting glad beats. We skipped this last week. I'm going to roll through mine really quick because it was a pretty crappy week for me, but I also want to give a shout-out to Kyle Adler. 
getting a sad beat on some free throws. Always, always love a good random college basketball game uh, oh, when you no. need like two free throws to like hit the over, and next thing you know, boom, it, just some kid chokes at the line, and next thing you know, uh, you lose on a, lose on the over under of college basketball. Free throws are always a heartbreaker. Our thoughts are with you, Kyle. I don't remember the exact specifics, but just in general, college basketball free throws is always a sad beat. Uh, for myself, the Chicago Bears for making me eat the Impossible Whopper, and they were actually the last leg of a six-leg parlay that would have been a pretty darn nice payout. So really sad about that one. Uh, Mitch Trubisky going down and relying on Chase Daniel made me really sad. On the glad end of the spectrum, I did win a different uh, six-leg parlay. That was fun. Um, Oregon was the last bit of that. I fell asleep before they ended. They are up, I think, 17 at half or something like that. Needed them to win by 27. They win by 28. I wake up and I was a happy man for a, a brief moment before the Panthers let me down. Yeah, um, that's a you know a very emotional roller coaster type of week. Um, Six just... leg parlays, man. They're back. <laughs> yeah, they're back in session. I got one sad one, one glad one. Yeah, um, I have a, a sad parlay too. I actually talked about it already. Cincy uh, USF. I had the over 46 and a half as a second leg uh, with a Notre Dame spread. And the final was only 37, but I mentioned that that kicker for USF won one for five. And it should have gone to OT if he was competent, which they would have scored some more points. So uh, missed that one there. Uh, a t- much more sad beat was the salami heartbreak. Um, I, I tweeted about the salami. And going into the Sunday night football game, I needed just 26 points for the salami. Um, and I had, I had that. I had – parlays i had a 14 parlay that was the over in that game that was the last leg of it um and they scored 23 points the rams and bears it was a it was tough yeah that hurts to hear scott hansen um, got me through a great day of points a lot of late points in those early games crazy one in mm-hmm. the Car- cardinals just a sad beat I, I would luckily i wasn't on the cardinal spread i was just on their money line but uh cardinals getting back backdoored like that did you see that touchdown yeah. by the 49ers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The alignment, wow. the alignment threw it backwards like 20 yards trying to keep we'd the play be, We'd be doing ourselves a disservice to not mention that one. Yeah, that's, that's like sad. People on here. either sad or glad. I mean, Mike Matthews was ecstatic because he bought the half point on the on Yeah, the, uh, he Niners. took it to nine and a half and wins with the Niners. Unbelievable. Um, but I had a glad beat Monday night this week. Uh, Cavs-Knicks over 218 live line. NBA live lines and after the third quarter, 71 94, decent pace, but with 530 to play in the game, I needed 34 points because it was 80 to 105. And the Cavs go on to score 25 points in five minutes. James uh, didn't win the game. <laughs> uh, actually, on the same game though, I live lined the Cavs at plus 20. They end up losing by 18 on a final bucket by Ante Zizic with 20 seconds to play. Um, Ante. So I had him at plus 20. It was at 20. He hits a little two, make it 18. Nick's dribble it out. Uh, I'm five and zero on bets this week. I don't know. I don't know what to do with my hands. Don't uh, don't say that too loud. I know. Here, Vegas, Vegas are here. Oh, I know exactly. All right, what what uh what do we got in the post grad plans for this week, James? Uh, like I said, I went to the Panthers game. They made me really sad. Uh, but better things on the horizon this week. I am gonna be driving home to Cleveland, uh, and I'm getting a new car. So I'm turning in the Subaru Outback, the lesbian mobile. Great life for that car. I'm moving on. I'm going to become a uh, Volkswagen owner myself. Uh, five years of financing. A lot of good fun there. Uh, on the finance end of the spectrum, learned a lot uh, about the real world going through that process. So that's exciting. Going to Browns Dolphins on Sunday. What about you? 
Um, I lost a heartbreaker playing some uh, caps with Mike Geraci, uh Friday night last <laughs> week. Um, you know, we played a best of three each game to seven. Um, haven't played in a long time. Played all right. Tracy was probably a little bit better than me, but I, I played all right. Held my own. And we lost 7-5 in the, the third game after taking a mm. one-game lead. So we, we, we were up 1-0. Those wow, caps that some of those losses, some of those yeah. comebacks, that's a game that will break your heart. Yeah. And then um, I said I said the, I said it this weekend I'm going to the Ohio State Penn State game. Um expecting a great cover from the Bucks. Great. I love it. All right, Frank, take us home. Take us home with the song of the week. I've never heard of it. I'm reading what you have down here. Never <laughs> heard of it. I want a little bit of background, not too much. Uh well I I don't have much background anyway. It's called I think the song's called Lone Pine and it's by uh, I think it might just be a guy. It could be a band, Skin and Bones. Um, once again, Lone Pine by Skin and Bones, and it's just I don't know. It was a good song. I heard the lyrics were pretty good um, on Discover Weekly on Spotify. Discover Weekly, okay, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's a good song. Good it's a, adult life is is not as always easy as your childhood was. Wow, what well, yeah. that the truth? Yeah, uh, it's the you real think world. you can play that at a pregame without like people saying what the fuck is this? No, no, no. No, it's, okay. it's it's not like a party song. No, it's a good song. Keep that for it's yourself before you it's go to bed or something it's like catchy, that. It's catchy though. It's catchy. Yeah, Lone Pine, Skin and Bones. Uh, James, what 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 are we gonna leave the people with? Not much else besides go Browns, beat the Dolphins. But Dolphins, if you cover, wouldn't hate it. Uh, so I don't know. I'm pumped for Thanksgiving. Eat up. Uh, enjoy enjoy the holidays with the friends, family, you name it. Uh, drink a lot that Wednesday night before and. Uh, don't don't leave every stone unturned. Leave give, no stone unturned. Give give to everyone but your bookie.